Hey, how's it going? Josh here, and welcome to episode 11 of Tech with Josh, S23 Ultra, should you upgrade. Not touching on the S23, S23 Plus, let's talk about the Ultra. Going to be a shorter episode, tech specs. It's an Android phone, that's it now. Android phone, 6.8 inch, Quad HD, whatever you want to call it. Snapdragon 8 Gen 2. 8 Gen 2. It's a weird naming scheme they have now. Last year's was Gen 1. There's no more Exynos, which was the UK branded processors that Samsung did in home, where the performance sometimes was better or worse. The battery life was always effective. It's been the whole thing. They've gone Snapdragon all around for all of their phones this year. But their Gen 2 is not like the standard Gen 2 because it's also overclocked. So it runs at a higher frequency, which means gives you better performance. How would it perform on the load? We have yet to see. Comes 8 or 12 gigs RAM. The higher space storage, the more RAM you get with the one terabyte. You have the 12 gig. And the ultra fast memory, 256 gig, 512 or one terabyte. No micro SD card expansion, 45 watt fast charging, 15 watts too. Wireless charging has reverse wireless charging. Same 12 megapixel front facing sensor. The main draw this year 200 megapixel main shooter. Oh my god, yeah. It shoots 8K, yeah. But guess what, guys? <laughs> Don't be fooled. This is a first generation camera module. They unveiled it, like, unveiled it a month ago. And it looks good on paper 8K, everything like that. And brings the question just like when. We had 4K phones back in the day with the Note 3 or 4 that could shoot 4K 30. It didn't look that great. Mr. Who's the Boss already did a camera comparison with it. Low light. Take a look at that. It's honestly, in my honest opinion, it's marketing. And it comes with the S Pen, starts at $1,200. Right? Now, let me dive into why I'm saying it's just marketing. We've reached a certain point where each new generation of phones are slightly better. There's no more wow factor. There's no big selling feature. Okay, you have the foldables, you could say that, but that's already, what, four generations? Okay, just like with the iPhone, the 14 Pro Max, what did it give you? eSIM only. <laughs> the emergency SOS gave you Wi-Fi 6E, Nothing really big other than there's no more notches. The dynamic island, as they called it. Slightly better battery. And that's the thing. Samsung, you can say, is no longer innovating with this phone because what else can you do? We've reached the point, like I said, phone displays are better than your TV. HDR content... They're OLEDs. Most of us have LCD TVs. <laughs> they go down to 1 hertz to 120 or 144 on certain phones. So it has a better refresh rate than television. Even if you have like an LG OLED, like a C1, C6, whatever they are now, those go up to like 120 hertz. So you get more response time with certain phones than you do on your television. It's a better PPI pixels per inch because the size of the screen in relation to how many pixels are. 
bigger screen less pixels per inch and that's the thing so in the size the form factor of the phone with lithium ion batteries they've already flattened them so much that they can get a big battery in there almost 4700 milliamps hours which you can say it's not that much i have seen phone with 5000 also about house optimized because iPhones for the longest time had under 4,000 milliamps and were king of batteries for the pluses it's like the 11 Pro Max had one of the best batteries the 12 Pro Max not so much but the 13 Pro Max because it's all about optimization Samsung realizes this so they were notorious for not giving you software updates but now they're promising what four or five years four years software and five years security updates guess what if you have a 20 21 flagship or 2022 flagship that's 21 or s22 do you need s23 no you already have 5g you probably if you have s21 you won't have wi-fi 6c but honestly do you really need it no they do the same thing the camera's slightly better with this one 200 megapixels it's just a selling point because hey you take that image megapixels are just the size of the image so you can zoom in better quality but when there's been real world tests done the iphone's 48 megapixel raw images look just as good if not better in some cases or slightly worse in some cases or worse in some cases than the 200 megapixel because it's all marketing to say hey we have it and we've done it in the phone nokia had a 40 megapixel back then in their phone when there was windows mobile it's a marketing flow, okay? 8K, if you shoot it, where you gonna upload it? YouTube, you, where you gonna <laughs> edit the video? On your computer? <laughs> Have fun with that. It's marketing, like I said. This phone, if you're coming from S20, it's a great upgrade. S21, you need some convincing right there, okay? But if you're coming from Pixel 7, on OnePlus from the 9 series, the 9T, 9 Pro, whatever it is, 10T, 10 Pro. Unless you're having a problem with the cameras, I would say don't go for this. If you're coming from iPhone, this is a phone that's going to make you say, hey, go and get this. Go cop this. No. If it was a Galaxy Fold, maybe if you want the foldable phone. Because a foldable phone is nice for productivity. Especially now that the front screen is big. Back in the day, the front screen was small, the original, and it had quality issues with that screen protector. People take off and breaking the screen, the first and second one. No, but now, it's not as durable, but it's a phone. If you want a foldable phone, you got to go with that. But if you want just an Android phone, 1200 starting. 1200 starting. Understand this top of line Samsung. And the trading deals, you get it for like $670 or $700, let's say. Then you get their Samsung credit you can use to buy their accessories. Like that, if you use the S Pen, okay. When I have my note, I barely ever use it except to scribble down something. But I type faster than I write half the time. And it's a gimmick. Like, you can use it to take pictures, stuff like that. Honestly, I wouldn't recommend this phone to someone. You're better off getting that pixel that one plus 
the Red Magic phone, the Asus Zen phone, something that gives you something special. This phone, other than that 200 megapixels, it's incremental. Even Austin Evans did a video on it because, like I said, no wow factor. We are plateauing as phones are getting better and better. They don't have big features from one year to next year. Okay, you want to talk about Samsung, okay? Samsung S1. First of all, each carrier had their own different Samsung S1 and Samsung S2, really. The S3 brought you a 720p screen, thin profile, running Android 4.0, and up to Jelly Bean 4.2 or 4.3, I forget, right now off the top of my head, I'm just shooting off the top of my head, okay? It brought you all the features, like the NFC. So you can tap phones together and transfer pictures and videos. It had group play, which was literally the best feature for Samsungs back in those days, okay? Because if you had a Samsung, I had a Samsung. As long as we're all Samsung at the time, new Samsungs, you can watch a video from your phone. Say if you just copped the Blu-ray and you ripped it and put it on your phone. You could watch it from your phone and I can share it. You could share it to like three other people and we'll watch it on our phones or tablets and it'll work. Okay, S4, 1080p screen, bigger screen, better battery. Okay, better processor, things like that. It had the smart cover display where you can see who's calling you, slide, have the clock always displaying right there, ready for you. S5, waterproof, fingerprint, heart rate, right there. USB 3.0 speeds with the traditional flat USB. Samsung S6. No user expansion, no removable battery, so you can't add an SD card glass back. Then they also released the Edge at that time. Okay, they said no, our users need expandable memory. Of course, it was better screen as well, lost the waterproofing. But then the S7, they brought back the waterproofing, brought back the expandable storage, and Still USB 3.0 for both of those, but micro USB S8, USB C, better camera, longer screen aspect ratio. This is when they start to go bezel-less. Okay, no more physical home button that's been the staple since the S3 because the S1, S2 had capacitive buttons, S3, S4, S5, S6, S7 had the physical home button. The fingerprint right there as well. Now the S8 fingerprints in the back also have iris unlock. Okay, S9. Dual aperture for the plus model. You understand what I'm getting at here? S10. They took off the switching. They took off more bezels from fine speakers. This is what I'm getting at here. So right there from the S8 to the S9 is one diminishing. Same thing with the notes, okay? But this is what I'm saying, iPhone, let's talk about iPhone. Original, no video camera, no copy and paste, no app store when it launched. iPhone 3G, gave you 3G access. Still no video camera, gave you copy and paste with the software update with iOS 3 and app store at iOS 2 when they launched. And lower price point, you can use any headphone jack, any headphones because of recess and no original. 3GS, video camera. Compass, 
navigation that sits with not talking about tone interest GPS faster processor comfort pace with the release with 3.0 iPhone 4 video calling slimmer profile if you didn't have iPhone you wanted this phone just because of FaceTime video conferencing started with the iPhone then the 4S Siri turn by turn HSPA plus for 4G which got you up to 42 megabytes whereas 3G can only get you what 3.5 megabytes 5 iPhone 5 LTE lightning connector taller phone or bigger screen 5S fingerprint dual flash 64-bit processor much faster better camera same form factor iPhone 6 bigger screen Flavic design, Bengate, of course. But then they had the Plus model that year, success. 4K recorder, still a gimmick. 3D touch with a kill. Uh, better materials, better screen quality. iPhone 7, portrait mode on the Plus. Okay. And water resistance. And they ditched the headphone jack. iPhone 8. 8 plus and 10 is announced 10 game changer for iPhone different form factor the wow factor 10s from the 10 eh. also the 7 plus had the portrait with two cameras so from the 10 to the 10s same thing with Samsung at this time guess what the trade there's nothing big difference slightly better processor slightly better camera now instead of mono audio, you get two audio recorder, stereo mics, then the 11, slightly bigger, you know, has the three cameras now, from two it's still gimmick, but you have the ultra wide, then the 12 brings the 5G, brings back the flat edges like the 5 and the 5S, like I said, diminishing returns, the wow factor from the 10, that's it for the iPhone. Google is too long to go, but you get what I'm saying? At a certain point, there's no must-have. Samsung, like I said, S3, everybody wanted that phone because of the features, the software built in. S4, yeah, scroll with your eyes, come on. Those things were amazing. S5 was okay. S6, they lost customers. S7, they brought them back. And S8, USB-C, going more bezel-less. Fingerprints on the heart rate sensor on the back on the flash. It was a whole thing. Iris unlock. S9. It's like, eh. Then they killed the note, brought out the Ultra series. They lost their customer. There was no more wow. There was no more, hey, this is why you want a Samsung. At that point, there's no reason why you want the Samsung. LG, G1. It was a good, okay phone. G2, more powerful, dual-core, everything like that. G3, quad-core processor, 1440p screen, great phone, software, the knock-knock, double-tap, you know, unlock-lock, get the notes up, amazing phone, the problem boot-looping, but the G4, they didn't update anything, so the G3, amazing. G4, eh. They just changed it to more like a leather back. You can upgrade the backs. Still, like I said, quad core, 1440p. The V-Series for LG at that time was wow. 
because it made a more manual video phone for videographers. Nobody cared about the second screen that much, but the manual video controls were amazing. But the G series, like I said, the G3 was the peak, and then downhill G4, G5, they had, you can have the removal options for a battery, camera attachment, speaker attachment, camera grip. It's like, no. G6, they went all in one phone, no more upgrades, nothing like that. Sleek, and G7, then they announced the G7 dual screen case. You can have two screens. Then the wing is like LG after G3. It never fits the boot loops. G4 was dead in the water. And if I bring up HTC or anything like that, this will be another 20, 30 minutes. All I'm saying is hold on this phone. Unless you desperately want a new Samsung phone and don't care about the folds or the flips because those are coming on in a few months, then get this if your phone is broken or pick up refurbished certified from Samsung, Amazon, whoever, last year's model. Save a couple hundred dollars, get last year's. Still gonna get three more years of software, supporting about four more years of security, and guess what? Slightly less fast. Other than that, this phone doesn't do anything. But thank you for making 10. See you guys in the next one.